0: Okay, dear devotees, uh, we have the, uh, we have the uh, pleasure of Bhavananda Prabhu's association to his uh, Srila Prabhupada, according to Prabhupada's own words, Swami Maharaj Don't sit down on this uncomfortable chair.
1: (laughs) Is it uncomfortable? (laughs) Too soft. You've become too soft over in the marble palace.
0: (laughs) And uh, Srila Prabhupada called him his left hand. Tamakrishna Maharaj was the right hand, and he was the left hand. And then... Over there... And then aside from that, push the door, Bhajit Kumar, otherwise, and then aside from that, Prabhupada also called him the most beautiful man on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, uh, he's the one who originally really built and made very, very beautiful uh, my coach under my year and, doing and uh, ever since that time, things have never been quite as decorative, quite as beautiful. Anyway, I won't speak too much. I asked him if he could uh, speak to all of you, to softly. I want to look at him. <laughs> Can I sit
2: here? Can see
0: him for a moment. Okay. And uh, I asked him to speak about some of his experiences with Srila Prabhupada because uh, he has a lot and he could be here for a long long time. To Mangalarti. He's <laughs> not to get me to Mangalarti. <laughs> that would get me <laughs> to
1: Mangalarti. And you too.
0: <laughs> and uh
1: Okay.
0: So that, uh, yes, your appreciation of Srila Prabhupada is a person and spiritual master of develop development grow. Jai Bhagavan Prabhupada.
1: Jai Srila Prabhupada.
0: Jai Srila Prabhupada.
1: Om Ajjana Tirigandasya Ajjana Janashila Rata. Chaksturan Militam Jaina Tasmai Sri Gurude Nama. Nama Om Vishnupadai Krishna Pristai Abhutra srimate Bhakti Vidanta Samini Tinamani Namaste Saraswati Deve Gaudavali Pacharani Nibhishe Sunyavari Peskatati Sutarani Thank you for wanting to hear whatever I can offer in terms of uh, helping helping someone, perhaps, to gain a little bit more attachment to Prabhupada than we already have. Of course, everyone is attached to Prabhupada, otherwise you wouldn't be here, right? Because even your gurus or the gurus of your everyone, it's all coming from Prabhupada. All the shakti, all the knowledge, everything comes from him, therefore he's the founder Acharya of ISKCON. So in these talks of Prabhupada Katha, we're trying to all of us get some idea of what Prabhupada was as a person as opposed to a purport. Of course, The Bhaktivedanta purports are extraordinary and it is if you dive deep into them how you can uh, understand uh, the philosophy of Krishna consciousness and the person who wrote the purports. But, But honestly we all like to know the little, not quirks but little of Prabhupada's that brought us, uh, encouraged more attachment to him. So I know that I became attached to Prabhupada through gestures. There was one thing, there were some gestures that he did that See, when I first met Prabhupada, I didn't know. I was in the temple on La Angeles Boulevard in L.A., a little teeny church. And uh, <clears throat> I joined the temple on the spur of the moment. I went for a Sunday feast and I just stayed. So at that time, Prabhupada didn't come to the feast. He was, I think he was in Seattle or... One of those places. He wasn't in LA. So I didn't really, I heard, I heard the name Prabhupada. I saw pictures of him. I knew he was the guru of Hare Krishna, but my head was spinning because I had joined, as I said, on the spur of the moment and, and that night, My first night in the temple, I had a little house I was renting in Beverly Hills, a nice little house, and suddenly I'm on the floor, sleeping on the floor with 20 other people, you know, just in a heap. Do you know what I mean? I know. It was a shock. So my, the the whole week, and suddenly I'm out on downtown Los Angeles with a group of devotees chanting Hare Krishna at the bus stop in front of a department store for eight hours a day, right? With the buses and the fumes behind us and hostile people in front of us. And uh, Kushalya was there and Vishnu Jada was leading. But you know, eight my head was spinning. So I didn't pay really that much attention to who Prabhupada was, what his position was, what Iskan was—I didn't. I was just trying to get my bearings. So it's Sunday, a day off. In, my, in my, I don't have to go out chanting. You know, I, of course, we didn't have Mangalarti at that time. There's no Mangaloreti, you got up at maybe 7, 7.30. I remember Shilavati, we had a a Jagannath deity, maybe, I don't remember, Balaram Subhadra, and a, a painting of Lord Chaitanya, no, the Panchatatva, on a, a stage, and I remember her ringing a bell and doing I forget what it was. It wasn't Mongol, are It was like six o- in the morning, and we used to tell, "Oh, she's a great saint. She gets up and she cuts up fruit and offers it at six o'clock in the morning." You know? <laughs> she was very saint, and she was a very saintly Shalabdi. She had two sons who were also there with devotees. So it was like that. It was more casual. There wasn't a real structure. It was just get up, chant in the temple, kirtan, read from some book called Bhagavad Gita. It was the Macmillan. Huh? Macmillan, Macmillan, the blue blue one. Didn't understand a word of it. And uh, have some porridge and out on the street. So anyway... This is all to set the scene. My head is spinning. But I was a fairly sophisticated man. I was 30 years old at the time. So I was a little older than most of the devotees in the temple. And uh, I was supposed to start work. I had gotten a job as the assistant to a a very famous uh, Oscar-winning movie director.
0: Who that?
1: Otto Preminger is his name. Is, uh, German. But he lived in America, L.A. and New York. And I was supposed to start working for him on the Monday. I went to the temple on the Sunday. I'd never <laughs> showed up for my job. So anyway, my, it was just a whirl. Everything was a whirl, a blur. So <clears throat> I hear, Prabhupada's coming, Prabhupada's coming, Prabhupada's coming. And everyone runs out. Maybe there's 20 devotees there. Tamal, Krishna. Uh, oh, nice, oh, nice devotees. They all run outside. Down to the... There's a, The temple was set a little back from La Cienega Boulevard. There was a rose garden in front that Jayananda planted. And uh, then a sidewalk and the street. So Dayananda, who was the president... He picked up Prabhupada from some house they were renting for him, and and drove him to the temple in his uh, Volkswagen Bug. You know the little bug, beetle. huh? Beetle. Beetle. Yes, thank you. you know, but the beetle bug. So there's this crowd of devotees, but I was standing on the the front porch of the uh, of the temple, so I was a little maybe this high above the... And I was looking, looking, you know, and Prabhupada came and everyone bowed down and I'm watching the whole thing. You know, and someone opens the door and Prabhupada he rises up out of this car like, like an angel. i had never seen anyone like this. I thought, whoa, you know, that's what, I, you know, like, Keanu would, whoa, you know, the you know, in someone's wonderful journey, whoa, that's what I thought, whoa, and probably, I said, who is this man, and what is he wearing, because, of course, for me, everything was the externals, right, I didn't know anything about, in your heart, in Krishna, in your, you know, you're not your body. For me, everything was the externals. And his complexion, I had never seen a complexion like that. And he had, I said, what is I said to myself, what is that around his shoulders? He had this, like, rug, a shawl. It was a chutter. But I had never seen a chutter. You didn't see any of these things in America in 1969. You just didn't. And Prabhupada, he took this chutter, watch very carefully, and he took his chutter and went like that, <laughs> flipped it over his shoulder, and then put his head up as, as and looked at the temple. And at that moment, that gesture of flipping that chutter he had me <laughs> it was that it was that simple i thought this is someone i've been looking for in my life perfect perfect the perfect person i knew immediately then he walked into the temple and I followed everyone. and uh, I remember that first day so clearly. And he climbed up on the it was really it wasn't a Vasa, it was a seat built up on bricks and it was high and a high dais. and he was sitting up there way up there. and the first words he said, your, the Mughal Empire has fallen. The British Empire has fallen. Similarly, your American Empire will fall unless you take to Krishna consciousness. And I thought, wow, he's preaching revolution. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Then he spoke, finished his a lecture got down off at Vyasasana or whatever it was and Vishnu Jan started leading a kirtan and the room was no bigger than this but wider and there were three paintings on that wall, two paintings on the back wall and one painting on this wall and a doorway. So Prabhupada got down. And he went to the first painting, big painting of Vishnu, four arms, and he was like this and then he started dancing back and forth and we were all dancing back and forth. And then Prabhupada turned you know, spun around three times in front of that painting, went like this, and then started jumping. Up and down, up and down. We were all jumping up and down. Haribo, Hari how Hari Kriya. Then he went to the next, next picture. He did the exact same thing. I think it was Narad Muni with his vena. Spun around, danced, back, started jumping. Did it all the way around, every picture. And then when he came to that door, it led to a little room where he had, where devotees crowded in and there was a desk at the end and Prabhupada sat there and gave out prasad. And strangely enough, I'm just realizing I sat down right next to him. This is Prabhupada's desk. All the devotees were there. I sat right down there. I want to get close to this man. I want to get close to him. And I immediately got on his left side. I'll tell you some other left side of Prabhupada's seat stories as we go on. There was a beauty in Delhi. Wonderful story. Prabhupada was handing out prasad and Tamal was sitting here and a young brahmachari was there, Gopal Govinda or some name like that. Prabhupada gave Tamal Krishna a Gulab Jaman and he gave Gopal a Gulab Jaman and Gopal immediately ate ate his. But Tamal didn't. But Tamal was looking around and while he was looking around Gopal grabbed his gulab jamun and, and ate it. Those of you who know Tamal, perhaps not as swiftly his anger when you knew him, but at that time, like that, he was, he was enraged, he was furious, angry as anything. And I'm watching all this, and, and Tamal says, Prabhupada! Prabhupada looks, and said, "Gopal stole my gulab jama. And Prabhupada laughed. And he said, ah, he said, transcendental fever. <laughs> right? And everyone laughed, and then Tamal cooled off. So that was the first time I met and had any association with Prabhupada. But the attraction was there, as I said, with a gesture. Another, oh, and another gesture at that time, at that time, Prabhupada had a lota. What is that, a gold bowl? You know, it was a lota, you know, bell metal. Prabhupada picked it up and he drank water. And I'm watching this. What is, <laughs> who drinks like this? And I was watching and he went like this. And the water came out and right down. Into his mouth. Not a drop spilled. And so, what I didn't realize was, because I was an American, I don't know, how, are any of you Americans? Anyway, at that time, you're an American, that's all that counted. <laughs> yeah. I never thought of India at all. You know, it was just, you're in America, you're an American, you're the best, you're the center of the world. But suddenly another culture, a completely different culture, entered my life. Where there were chudders and lotas and people drank water from above without touching their mouth. Right? All kinds of things washing your mouth after eating <laughs> just cultural things that I never realized uh, that happened anywhere in the world. You know, you didn't rinse your mouth after dinner, did you? No, no one did. Did any of you? Unless you were born in Iskand. <laughs> so a whole cultural new culture entered into America, really. Another gesture, which completely endeared me to it, because I always liked an opulent gesture. When I was, uh, a few years later, I was the president of Henry Street Temple in Brooklyn. And Prabhupada had arrived uh, for the first time at Henry Street and we had very little money uh I don't think any temples had a lot of money in those days. We had very little money, but I've always one for a, a a fabulous opulent gesture if I'm broke, you know I'll buy something expensive so there was a a, a, a pharmacy chemist shop on 12th Street and 1st Avenue or 2nd Avenue, it was called Keels, K-I-E-H-L-S. And uh, now it's a big franchise all around the world, but at that time, it was just as very far out, uh, and they sold all kinds of ni- nice soaps. They had a big bar of soap, expensive, but it was lemon soap, oh, it was nice soap, right? And they had a rack of oils, very expensive oils in brown bottles, about that big. The bottle was about. Have I told you the story? No, I never did. The bottles were about that big. There was lotus oil and cherry blossom oil, and and uh, there was one called attar of bulgar rose. Uh, Apparently, roses are very... uh, grow very well in Bulgaria.
0: Best in the world. Huh? Best in the world.
1: Best in the world. This was oil of Bulgar rose. Yes, best in the world. For that little bottle, $90. A lot of money. Even today, for me. But then... But I was the president. So I spent $90... I'll, I'll give this to Prabhupada because I knew he liked rose. Like I once said to a group like this Prabhupada's favorite incense was rose and sandalwood. Hmm. And someone said to me in a kind of a challenging way how do you know? I said I asked him. You want to know something, ask. I asked Prabhupada in LA, Watsika Avenue. Prabhupada, what's your favorite incense? Rose. He said. And then he paused it and said, and sandalwood. So anyway, Prabhupada arrives and we have the guru puja and Prabhupada goes down, offers his obeisances to the deities. And I had found in a trunk Uh, one of Prabhupada's trunks, I guess, his rubber shoes that he had worn when he first went to Ooh. New York, the white rubber shoes that he wore all walked all over New York. He wore those, and they were still in this trunk. So before he came, one of the one of the ladies made a nice pillow, and I put that on the altar. His shoes, right? It's all white rubber. Again, who wears shoes like that, right? White rubber shoes. Bravo! I never saw it, but he's walking all over New York, you know, looking at. He said he he used to go out and get on the bus, just to. And ride the bus to see, New York, and get off it. 42nd Street and 5th Avenue at the New York Library and go in and look because they had his books and he'd look at the card A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Yasya. so those were those shoes and they were and Prabhupada he pays his obeisances he stands up and he's looking we had little deities and then he, he looks down and he makes this face like yeah. You know, what is that? Then he realizes those are his shoes. And I'm standing next to him and he turns to me and he says, Thank you. And then he goes into his quarters. So I'm all excited, I'm going to give Prabhupada this ninety dollar bottle of the best rose oil in the world. So I and I give it to him saying that, Prabhupada, this is supposed to be the best rose oil in the world. And Prabhupada, he goes like this. He takes it. I thought he'd take like a little, you know, he pours the whole bottle into his palm. Whole bottle. (laughs) Ninety (laughs) dollars. And he goes, and he rubs it all over his head. And the, the scent fills the whole room intense, beautiful rose. He rubs, rubbing, rubbing. And he sits there for a moment and then he says, it's not so good. <laughs> <laughs> we have better in India. <laughs> we have better in India. Prabhupada always he was an India first man. India first. The Vedas first. Everything everything back to the original back to India. When under under Parik I just heard a a lecture uh, on Bhakti Rasamrida Sindhu Prabhupada saying Parikit was the last emperor of the world. The whole world was under the Pandavas. Parikit was the last emperor of the world. The whole world. Your country, whatever <laughs> are you all from Hungari- Hungarians.
0: All over. Hungary, huh? Russia, Ukraine, you name it. All those countries. Switzerland.
1: Switzerland. <laughs> and Narod. You know him?
0: France. France? Oh. Indonesia.
1: <laughs> Indonesia. Yeah. France. See. France is Paris. Are you from France? Yes. I thought you were from Switzerland.
0: Well, he's the Swiss.
1: Swiss. You know that song? I miss my miss. My Swiss misses me. You know <laughs> God, I'm old. (laughs) Way back in the 40s. uh, Prabhupada was talking about taste in buildings and furnishings and like that. And he said, German, anyone from Germany here? He said, German taste is mechanical. He said, English taste is boring he said, French taste is the best French taste is the best
0: you mean tasting things no in appreciation
1: architecture taste. parks furnishings yeah. the, best. the best yeah he toured Paris he, he thought it was a beautiful city. Yeah. Uh, so where was I? I was back in I was back in LA and then I jumped to I jumped to Oil the oils. Oil. And then <laughs> so I'll tell you how I ended up in my apartment. are talking about gestures and I think it's the yeah. I'm finished with gestures. The chatter, the water, and the oil. <laughs> that, you know, I was a Prabhupada man, as all of us were. And that Prabhupada man, or Prabhupada woman even, it doesn't matter, should be nurtured. It should be nurtured. So these are to show you, he's a human being. You know, but a perfect human I never saw and I had a lot of association with Prabhupada. I never saw him make a mistake. He never did anything wrong. Everything was moderate. I never saw him running. He didn't go he didn't get up in the morning and go out jogging, <laughs> right? He didn't do any of those western things. He was a gentleman. He walked with a cane. Oh that cane. tap. we were walking here along the road to the in front of the shops you know all the shops we have on the wall Prabhupada was saying we'll do this and we'll build this and I want it and I kept saying but Prabhupada where's the money but Prabhupada where's the money I think I I was halfway through a third time saying that. (laughs) Boom. He stopped. Banged his cane down. He said, why are you always worried for money? (laughs) Prabhupada would get angry. Or he would get... He had emotions. He had emotions. He wasn't some... some yogi... Sitting on a mountaintop, you know, he wasn't a Mayavad and he wasn't a, a, a Sunyavadi. He was a person, a transcendental, perfect human being who had emotions. Just like Radharani and Krishna, they have a relationship and there's anger sometimes, there's quarreling, there's, uh, uh, laughing, there's all kinds of emotions. So Prabhupada got upset with me. Why you are always worried for money? You do not believe that Krishna will, will supply the money for his projects, for his preaching? I didn't say anything. Later in the morning, Prabhupada wants to see you, Prabhupada wants to see you. So I run up to his room in the lotus building. I pay my dandabats. I stand up. I'm so happy to see Prabhupada. Every time. You're happy to see him. Every time. It's not that you see him once and then you see him twice and then, oh God, you know. It's not like that. Every time. Because in his presence, everything lifted. Anything that was bothering you or you were, you know, moaning, Everything lifted. Everything was perfect when you were in his presence. Because it w- I would, I'm assuming it was the same as being in Krishna's presence. There's no problems. So I stand up and I say, Jai Prabhupada. And Prabhupada says, Oh, our Bhavananda is a real Vaishnav, Joyful at every moment. And I said, that's because I'm in your presence, Prabhupada. He said, yes, that's all right, sit down. <laughs> so, Tamal Krishna and Gargamuni were sitting there. And Prabhupada says to them, our Bhavananda is always worried for money. He said, actually, there's no need to worry for money. Money is, is easy to collect. He said, it's flying through the air. All you have to do, and he went like this, all you have to do is reach out and grab it. He said, but spending money for Krishna, for his projects, that is very difficult. And that Bhavananda is very expert in. So I want you to to always see that he has enough money to spend <coughs> to develop this project. Gargamuni, <laughs> Gargamuni and Tamal. Gargamuni was a uh, president of Calcutta, and Tamal was I don't know what he was at that time. I think GBC was. <laughs> so I was happy. I was, um, <laughs> right? So uh, after that, I saw Gargamuni. I said. Uh, Maharaj, I want to build a park for Prabhupada because this was all rice field, paddy fields. There was nothing here in my heart, nothing. It wasn't even a tree. It was just flat paddy fields with the paths in between that. Prabhupada would walk on the paths. We'd all follow behind him. Oh yeah, one morning, he's walking between, you know, on this little paths between the rice fields. I'm behind him, Gargamuni is behind me, Jaipataka is behind me. We're all in a row. And Prabhupada is going ahead and he says, Bhavananda, do you know what that means? We all stopped. And Gargamuni said, it means one who is experiencing The ecstasy of bhava, love of Krishna. Which is what I thought it meant also. What did Prabhupada say? Do you know?
0: One who enjoys the bhava
1: material. He said, Oh no. He said, Oh no. (laughs) Bhava. He said, Material existence. Not bhava. He said, it's bhava. He said, one who takes endless enjoyment in the material uh, existence. I was devastated. (laughs) Here all this time I thought I was bhavananda, right? Bhava. People called me bhava. No. Uh, And then he said, actually, That is the devotee. They love coming to the material world because it offers them
0: endless
1: possibilities for preaching. That's why they experience the Ananda.
0: Did you feel better?
1: I felt better. I felt better. So where was... Oh yeah, I wanted to build a park. So Gargamuni gave me the money. And uh, Kanva, who was a far out devotee from Hawaii, from Long Island and then Hawaii. Did you know Kanva? No, he was into agriculture. Huh? He was into agriculture. Yeah, he was a gardener. Very, uh, like a horticulturalist. Self-taught. He was very far out. We built this Prabhupada Park, we call it, right behind, outside. Gargamuni gave us the money. We put up a a wire fence at that time. We built the benches. We we leveled the uh, ground, brought in dirt, and uh, he and I, he made a big concrete roller, you know, and and we both pull it to make all the ground level, and and then planted all the flowers and grass. And uh, it became really nice. And we planted these two trees outside. They were the first trees in Mayapur. There were no trees anywhere. All the way to the joke Pit, it was just flat. All the way to where our Goshal is, it was just flat. There was nothing. But uh, agriculture land, I mean, it was used, but there was no, no, no buildings and no, no trees. So we planted these two Kadamba trees. So they're the first trees in in Mayapur. That was 1976. So how old are they? 86, 96, 86, 16. So 47 years old. We planted them because those Kadamba trees, they, there's a lot of them here. They grow very quickly. They really shoot up. So uh, the following... Uh, 77, Prabhupada came to, when he was here, he wanted to have darshan in the afternoon in the park. So I laid out two of those nice duddies. That's what they're called. Duddies that you want to get. And devotees came and we sat down and anyone could come in and sit down, any guests. And Prabhupada sat on the middle bench and he kept looking at the road and he said, why they are not coming? Why they are not coming? I don't understand. We have this building. We have our deities. Why they are not coming? He was concerned that people, of course, not very many people came to Mayapur. During Gorpurnima there'd be a few old Gaudiya Vaishnavs leading a, a group of widows, you know, old ladies in the white up the road banging, you know, a few kartals and a Madanga. But there were no big, big kirtans, no big no crowds at all. And why are they not coming? Now, now they're coming. And none of you are. Why is that? The more, the more Bengali, or the most religious. They're all, they're all coming from Bengal. Uh, uh, they're all coming from the land of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, but. For some reason, our Western... Oh, it's too crowded. Oh, it's too crowded. But Prabhupada would be ecstatic. Yeah. Tens of thousands of people... You you know, you just came on the road. Just tens of thousands. Every day. Every day. I can't believe it. That's what he wanted. Huh? It's what he wanted. That's what he wanted. Because here in Mayapur... What we're doing is we are building a place of pilgrimage. The, the Acharyas, Bhakti Siddhanta and Bhakti Vinod Thakur and Jagannath Das Babaji who jumped up out, how high did he jump when they took him to Lord Chaitanya's birth, birthplace? jumped, out of the basket. It jumped something like a hundred feet, I don't know fifty <laughs> feet, a hundred feet into the air out of his basket because he was so old so when we were in Calcutta and in 1972 and Prabhupada was saying Chaitana Chandra Doya or Mayapur Chandra Doya, which should I name it? So, Jai Bhattaka Maharaj said, Chaitanachanta Doya. So, because he said, I said, Maya Purchanda. <laughs> yeah. I was ornery. Uh, and Prabhupada said, Maya Purjanta Doya, why? And for some reason, I don't know anything about these things. I'm not a, you know. I said, though, because Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and Bhakti Vinod Thakur wanted to make Mayapur known as the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya. So we want to advertise the name Mayapur because at that time everyone said it was a Nabhadeep. And the Gaudiya... Birthplace.
0: Birthplace.
1: Yes. So the Gaudiya Vaishnavas and the others... Have been fighting over that. The Prophet said, yes. He liked that answer. That's why he had us write it on the side of the building here. So we're building, all of us, a Dham. It is a Dham, but what we're doing is advertising it so that all the people of the world will come here and if you don't like crowds then you're in the wrong place. Even out there in Casa Chrisa what is the name of your place?
0: Rasamrita. Casa Rasamrita.
1: Yeah, even way out there. One day it will be packed with buildings. And this this temple of Vedic planetarium as big as we make it that's how many people will come. It's not that it's going that you're ever going to find a time when you can go in for darshan of, of Panchatattva and the the uh, uh, the Vaishnav, uh, uh, Parampara. Parampara uh, back to Lord uh, to the six Goshamis and madhava and be alone with your bhava and your bhajan, That will never happen because it's always going to be crowded and we should take joy in that crowd. And they're, they're crowded and they're going to bump into you and they're going to, you know, push past you. Lord Chaitanya, the old lady crawled up onto his head. What happened? don't touch it don't leave her be leave her be this God himself <laughs> right that's like these old ladies outside they don't see all they want is the blessings that's all they're looking for sweet they're not looking for anything else but asherab's blessings so that's that's the attitude we should have that These people, you know, Prabhupada told me that, you know, in uh, Greenwich, UK, all the time in the world is from Greenwich, right? Greenwich meantime is zero, 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 something, right? And then as the sun goes west, Prabhupada said, no. He said, the sun rises. In Bengal. Whole new thing. <laughs> it's a whole new thing. The sun rises in Bengal. And as it goes west, the people become more and more materialistic. So figure out where you live and how far away you are, <laughs> how many latitude and longitudes you are Away from Bengal, and you see how materialistic condition we were born in, and what to speak of Thailand and you know, all, Myanmar and all of those countries. You know, that, they're the end, right? Go all the way around. Anyway, So yes, this time starts in Bengal, and he also said. In the Kali Yuga, this is all in Calcutta, in his room. In the Kali Yuga, everything gets smaller and smaller. He said, one day India will consist of Uttar Pradesh. That's all. He said, because everyone wants independence, Bengal will be a separate country. Uh, uh, Punjab. Punjab. Huh? Tamil Nadu, your place, Punjab. they all they all want to be independent. That you're seeing all around the world. Eritrea, every everyone splitting, splitting, splitting. Rama said, India will be Uttar Pradesh. That's all. So but why was he saying that? I just have to remember. That was shocking.
0: You were m- making the garden. Huh? Garden. Remember, you were spending money on the garden. Oh, yeah.
1: I spent money on the garden. <clears throat> oh, and Prabhupada said, he made my he made it all worthwhile. He was sitting there and was looking at the lawn. It was nice and green, like now, nice and green. And all the flowers, and behind him there were all these dahlias, big, you know, big, bright-colored dahlias, and... the the green lawn Prabhupada loved it he said Bhavananda has made me a gentleman's park so I call this area the lotus building the TOVP and the long building when I'm on the veranda of um, the lotus building I look down it's a sweet spot This is a sweet spot when you look at it. It's just how I imagined Mayapur would be in the future. Unfortunately, there's some unsupervised building going on, but in our master plan, I'm sure it'll be nice. So while I was telling you that, I was thinking of this story about, oh, beauty. Maybe we're talking about beauty. I told you that story. I'm going to tell them about uh, symptoms of beauty. Uh, Prabhupada's childhood temple, Radhagavinda Mandir on Mahatma Gandhi Road, uh, where he was raised as a boy, little boy, where he started, had his Rath cart and he had his Rath Yatra and all the adults came to his little Rath Yatra. <laughs> and the, the Mullig family mansion was across the street, still there. Uh, oh, I'll tell you a nice, that temple, of course, is still functioning. It's got a golden, a golden Durga riding a, solid gold Durga riding a golden tiger. That that deity of Durga is passed around to different members of the Mullig family they take charge of the Seva Puja one every year. And, mm. and But there's Radha Govinda uh, metal, bell metal deities, about that big, very beautiful. And they're the ones that when Prabhupada had his heart attack, they he said they called him back to India. I think that was 1968. If you go there, because it's a, a covered area and the the deity house it's all open there's a, a you know those accordion what do you, you call you know those security gates but you can mm-hmm. you can sit there and the pujari he puts the radha govinda on a on a um a, 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 a and he does all their morning puja bathes them, dresses them, and then puts them on. And you can sit there and watch them yeah, free. It's a wonderful experience. You should go. Ooh. About seven o'clock in the morning. Did you go? Yeah. I went with Ambarish. I brought him. It oh, it's wonderful. Right there. They're right there in front of you. Yes. Yeah, on the floor. Uh, anyway, Prabhupada said, arrange Uh, Make arrangements for me to speak there in the evening for five nights. So I did. And uh, after Prabhupada, the first night after Prabhupada finished, he went into one of the side rooms, and there was a desk, and he was sitting there, and all the Mullock family, they had come to hear Prabhupada speak. And they were all, they were very aristocratic, the Mullocks, and very, very wealthy big land landholders. You know, the women were all dressed so opulently. Beautiful saris and very, very, you know, you know, they'd cover their heads and they're always looking down. You know, right? And each of them would come up and pay her businesses to Prabhupada. And of course, again, externals, I'm looking at all the diamond rings and ruby (laughs) rings and bangle, gold bangles with all diamonds and emeralds and oh so much jewelry wow it was incredible opulence and the men were all dressed up in the have you ever seen those real bengali dhotis? where they're long and the, the men carry the the front part over their arm and it's trailing have you seen that and all kinds of colors and all kinds of borders and kurtas with big gold buttons, Yeah, you know. just, I mean, all in this little room and each of them would pay their obeisances and the men paid their obeisances and probably, probably chat with them because they're family. So after they all left, again, I was on the left side and Rupanuga was on the right side. And Prabhupada said to me, So, Bhavanant, what do you think? So I said, Prabhupada, the women were very beautiful. Oh, yes. That said, that. oh, yes. They had all the symptoms of beauty in a woman. I said, what are those symptoms, Prabhupada? He said, cat eyes. And the space between their front teeth Make of that what you will. That's what he said. There, of course, was a famous supermodel, Lauren Hutton. She had a space between her front teeth. Do you ever hear of Lauren Hutton? I've heard of her, yes. She had space. That was her. That was her son. I said, really, Prabhupada? I said, and what are the symptoms of beauty in a man? Prabhupada said, like you. (laughs) I just said, like you. You look like Arjun. He said, reddish complexion means a strong heart. And you're big and strong. You are the most beautiful man on the planet. (laughs) What can I say? (laughs) What can I say? What I can say... Huh? No. No. That was then. This is now. Don't think it won't happen to you. You know that story? Prabhupada was taking his massage on the veranda and there were a few of us standing around. Prabhupada, he held up his arm like this and he said, when I was young, I was very, very strong and I ate halava every day. I mean, he had good digestion. You see? I ate halava every day. Now, flat tire. And he went like
0: that. <laughs> flat tire?
1: So, yeah, flat tire. And he went like that. And we all laughed. When Prabhupada turned and looked at us like this, he said, don't think this won't happen to you. And now it's happening to us, and we still don't believe it. To the very last, we're clinging to the possibility of sense gratification in this world. There's none. There's absolutely none here. That he showed us, that he told us, over and over and over again. So I'm the most beautiful man in the world, so I'm happy. <laughs> Rupanuga's not so happy, but that doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm happy. That's all that counts. Another time, because Prabhupada liked to joke. Just like when Gopakumar in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, when he enters the assembly house in Dwarka, they're all, everyone, all, all the, the, um, uh, Yahus, thank you, are there on their asanas and Krishna's there and they're all, uh, the word uses quips, they're quipping, you know, funny, making funny remarks to each other. So you can do that. You can have fun. <coughs> as long as it's a Krishna conscious quip. So I was in, I had, uh, I had done a very, very strict chaturmas brata. I took Prabhupada's permission. For I said, I'm here in Mayapur, Prabhupada, and uh, uh, I'd like to try this chaturmas brata. Strict, you know, like follow everything. Right? Prabhupada said, "Oh yes, if you can do that, then you will become very famous." So I tried it. That's another story I'll come to after this one. It's interesting. How Prabhupada... Where do you hear that story. Anyway, so it was 1977. I thought I'd do Chaturmas again. So I had a bit of a beard. But Prabhupada called me to take care of him in Vrindavan. So I was in his room and I was putting some Jewy, is that what the little jasmine flower called? Jewy. Is that right? Jewy. To kind of freshen the air because it was so hot, yeah. To kind of go. And Prabhupada was sitting at his desk and he was looking at me like this. And he went, pointed his finger at me. He said, You look just like Pancham George. He said, George V, do you know him? I said, well, I've heard of him, Prabhupada. He said, yes. He said, you look just like him. He said, I saw him. He came to Calcutta in 1911. He said, they gave us the day off school. And we all lined up on Chaurangi Avenue as the carriage went by with George V and his wife, Queen Mary. Even there were, and he said they gave all of us each of us a flag and a box lunch he said the box lunch had two kachoris and a sandesh it was 1911 he remembered because kachoris were his favorite food he was kachorimuk that's what his mother called him he said and we all waved the flag as they passed by in the carriage you look just like her. So oh, I'm happy. I'm think i the most beautiful man in the world. I look like a king.
0: <laughs> Arjuna.
1: I look like Arjuna. Things can't get it can't get any better than this, right? Can't get. Next day, again, again, I'm in his room, said, You look just like Paramhansa Ram Krishna. <laughs> I said to Prabhupada, Oh, Prabhupada. I said, anyone but him. He said, No, you look just like him. He said, do you know him? I said, well, I've heard of him. And Vivekananda? He said, oh, yes? I said, yes. People are always asking us, do you know Vivekananda? He went to Chicago. Do you know? He said, oh, what do you say? I said, well, because we had taken to saying Vivakahu, right? So I said, well, Prabhupada, we all, we always say to people, Vivakahu, who? Never heard of it. <laughs> Prabhupada went like that. I said, yes! Do not even recognize his existence. <laughs> he said, plant, plant eggplant instead of tulsi. Which is what? what Vivekananda used to tell people plant eggplant instead of tulsi." he has ruined Bengali culture interaction emotion feelings preaching intelligence to be in Prabhupada's presence you know you know Uh, It was, it was extra, you never knew. So, I'll come back to the fame thing. So I, I did this strict, geez, it was hard, but I did it. And, uh, a few years before, there had been a, a reporter came out here to Mayapur and they interviewed, they wanted to interview someone. I was there, so they interviewed me and they took a picture of me standing next to Prabhupada's Vyasasan and the big picture appeared in the I think it was the Amrita, Baza- Amrita Bazaar Patrika and uh, with the article and oh, so a few years later I'm doing this Chaturmas Brata it's a rainy season but there was some reporter at the front gate He wanted to see me. I didn't want to see him. I was too busy chanting, what was it, uh, 128 rounds a day. It's hard, very hard. Almost impossible, if not impossible, to do that many rounds nicely. Right? So I didn't want to see him. And then, we had been, all of us, we had all, most of us had come to India on a, a, a six-month tourist visa in 1970, 1971, 72. And, of course, things were much wilder then. There was no internet. There was no, you know... They couldn't really track us, but they, we had to go to the foreign registration office in Calcutta every six months. And we thought, oh, Jeff, please, we know, please. Renew. And they would they wouldn't renew it, but they wouldn't say anything. But finally, apparently, they were fed up with me. So this guy comes out in a little uniform and a rickety bicycle, and he bicycles down. He gives me a telegram from the FRO, Foreign Registration Office. You have to leave India. Right? Well, I knew that would happen eventually. As he's leaving... The reporter says, what was that? What was that? What did you do? I said, oh, I delivered a quit India. Quit India. I said, oh, you're And suddenly it appears in the papers, Bhavananda of Mayapur told to quit India. Quit India. Why? Is he CIA? <laughs> Why? What is it? Suddenly I'm a CIA agent. And all the, and all the papers in India pretty much The Times of India, they all pick up on this. And I made my arrangements to leave. And uh, it was in the paper. Bhavananda leaves tomorrow morning, Calcutta to Delhi. I get to the airport. And at that time you could walk on the asphalt out to the plane, right? And go up the stairs, get on the plane. And people could go with you. The reporters, why, are you CIA, are you CIA, why you have to quit? I arrive in Delhi, and there's time before I, I take my flight to London, so I go to see Prabhupada. Because, and I walk into Prabhupada's room, and I pay my obeisances, and Prabhupada is sitting there at this big desk, and it's covered with these articles. <laughs> And Prabhupada did like this and he looks at me and he says, so, you are famous. <laughs> Just like that. He says, so, you are famous. And he gave me that look. And I said, famous or infamous Prabhupada? I don't, I don't know which. He said, it does not matter. He said, our Radharani was also infamous. <laughs> he
2: said,
1: Everyone knew she was going with Krishna. (laughs) Her mother knew, her grandmother knew. He said, everyone knew. But she could not help herself. She had to go to Krishna. So, some may say you are a good devotee, and some may say you are a bad devotee. How's this for, for prescience? Right? Naming, telling the future. Some will say you're a good devotee. Some will say you're a bad devotee. He said, the important thing is they say you're a devotee. Then I had to go catch my plane to London.
0: What about the incarnation?
1: So, so, so I come back with my new visa. And someone in... I. I forget which newspaper, maybe the Times of India, on the editorial page, there was a big letter, like an editorial from some, some person going on and on and on and on about, you know, blah, 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 and talking about, finally, incarnations for the modern age. He said, surely the incarnations for the modern age are Sai Baba of South India, Ram Krishna of Calcutta, and Bhavananda of Mayapur. (laughs) (laughs) Just see how I keep graduating. (laughs) Beautiful man, Arjun. King. Huh? King. King. And now I'm an avatar. (laughs) What next? (laughs) So we all had a laugh about that. In nineteen seventy seven, when we were in Vrindavan, so in the evening, Tamal, Achyutananda and I were with Prabhupada. And some of Prabhupada's uh, god brothers came to see him. Sannyasis, I don't I don't know who they were, but nice gentlemen, Vaishnava gentlemen. And they were standing there, Prabhupada's desk is here and we're sitting here, and Prabhupada introduces them. He said, "Uh, you know this is Tamal Krishna, Maharaj, he is our GBC of India. He said, of course you all know Achyutananda. Achyutananda had lived in many of their mouths while Prabhupada was in America. He said, of course you all know uh, Archutananda Arty- and, and this, he said, is Bhavananda, he is our avatar.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and everyone laughed. They laughed, Prabhupada's belly was shaking, everyone laughed. So, you, do you understand the point, aside from the glorification of me right I'm just a pawn in this game. You understand the point He was perfect human, and he could laugh, he would laugh, he would joke, he would poke fun sometimes, but always with love and sweetly, right never nasty. I never. Well, I did hear Prabhupada make one nasty remark. Shall I tell that? He had a god brother. I don't mind saying. Ban- huh? Bon Maharaj. A nasty, nasty guy. Jealous. Envious of Prabhupada. Always criticizing him. Like a Sisupal. And Krishna, I mean, he could not help himself. Really nasty guy. And we all hated him. I mean, you know. And he was always criticizing Prabhupada. What has he done? He's initiated some hippies from, you know, what he is, done nothing. So he had, down the road from Krishna Balaram Temple, and across the, on the other side of the road, he had a, some land and some buildings called the Vaishnav... I Institute
0: they, of Vaishnav Studies. Institute.
1: Institute of Vaishnav Studies. Thank you for that. I never remember those things. Institute of Vaishnav Studies. And uh, someone had given a card from there to Achyutananda. So he and I were coming back from Loy Bazaar. And he had that card, and we went in to see Prabhupada, and Achetnan said, Oh Prabhupada, I got this card. And Prabhupada read it out. He said, uh, what is it? Tridandi Goswami Ban Maharaj, the rector of the Vaishnav Institute of
0: his Institute for Vaishnav Study. Institute
1: for Vaishnav Study. And Prabhupada paused and he held that card by the corner and said, "He is not the rector; he is the rectum of that (laughs) school."
2: He
1: He said that, so he could be cutting. And after Prabhupada left his body, we had a pondal. And somehow, everyone was getting up and glorifying Prabhupada. This is just a few days after Prabhupada uh, left the planet. And somehow, someone invited Bhamaraj. I think it was Tamal, as usual. Yeah, he invited Bhamaraj. And they asked him to speak. And he gets up and he starts criticizing Prabhupada like anything. What did he say? What has he done? You're all so concerned but he has done nothing, he's initiated some hippies, you're all just hippies, You had to literally take him and throw him out of the out of the pond. So anyway, that's everywhere, right? Even in the in the Gaudiya they have their politics, they have the differences. Even when we first came here, 1972, uh, in the Bajang Kutta, well, we called it the Straw House at that time. And we shared it with Prabhupada. There was a chetai, you know, a bamboo woven wall about seven feet high. Prabhupada had that side. We stayed on this side. Jaipataka, me, Chidananda, Tamal, a few other devotees and and we had made this sign a big metal sign and put it out by the side of the road in front of our land International Society for Krishna Consciousness A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada Founder Acharya A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada blah, 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 blah. and there's a, a drawing of the temple that Prabhupada had uh, made in in uh, London? Yeah, bury Place. So a few days after we put that sign up
2: and, oh,
1: he's, he's big. Madhava Maharaj, he's a big guy. Maharaj. He came in and some other, two other sannyasis and two brahmacharis, all angry. And they walk into the straw house and they walk right into where Prabhupada is and they tell us we happen to be in with Prabhupada go outside they wanted to talk to Prabhupada well, they were angry and, and Madhav Maharaj was towering over Prabhupada, Prabhupada was sitting down, and he was towering over Prabhupada, so we went outside on the, the little uh, porch and we were listening at the window And they started yelling, yelling, how can you call yourself Prabhupada? There's only one Prabhupada, blah, 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 you know, the whole. But Prabhupada, he didn't back down. He said, I am not calling myself Prabhupada. How you can come here and say that? I am not calling. Tamal. Tamal ran in. Bring my stationer. (coughs) Tamar brings in Prabhupada stationary. On the stationary, Prabhupada holding it up in front of Madhav. He said, "See, si, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami. There's no Prabhupada there. I am not calling. They are calling. What can I do? <laughs> and they all left. And we kept the sign. What can I do? They are doing. I'm not doing. It, they're doing. It. <laughs> so where am I? I'm an avatar. Uh. Vrindavan. Oh God, there's so many stories. I gotta keep them straight in my head here.
0: What well, did avatar and?
1: No, I was leading up to something. Hmm. About what? No, it may give me a hint. Beauty. Duty? Beauty. Oh, beauty. Been there, done that. In that straw house, Prabhupada was telling me what deities will be on the altar in the temple. He said there'll be three altars. Uh, Uh... the first altar will be the Guru Parampara going back to the six Karshamis. He said, on the center altar, and I said, Radha Madhava Prabhupada? He said, no, no. He said, Panchatat. And he said, Lord Chaitanya will be seven foot tall and golden. But he said, on the third altar, there will be Radha Madhava and Ashtasaki. So what did I say? Can anyone guess what I said?
0: Where we get the money? No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. Even worse than that. I said, what's that Prabhupada? Ashtasaki, I didn't know what it was. Here I'm in charge of Mayapur. Prabhupada is telling me, I I don't know what it is. I said, "What is that problem?" He said, the, uh, the, "The gopis, the the eight gopis." Said, oh, he said, "Yes," and Radharani, and he went like it's the most beautiful movement. He said, "Radharani will be like this," he said, "dancing, because when Radharani is dancing for Krishna, he can never leave her." So that's what we have. All of this, all of this, of course, we're only seeing fragments at the moment. You know, we have pancata, we have <clears throat> radhamadava, we have Rastashaki. Uh These are fragments that Prabhupada knew and saw decades and decades and decades ago. What we're trying to do is, in any way we can, especially Prabhupada and I have many discussions, we, along with Ambage. What Prabhupada said about this, what Prabhupada said about that, in relation to Mayapur, to try to bring Mayapur as much within the overall direction of Prabhupada, what he wanted. Uh, I don't know if you've seen all these flowers, mm. our little flower show. That's Brunch. Oh, it's so attractive. All people are coming, so many selfies. But I'll tell you where it came from. He doesn't get any credit. <laughs> no. Next to the, the straw house, we planted a rose garden. And I picked one beautiful big red rose and I brought it down I was bringing it down to Prabhupada and as I uh, Guru Kripa and Swami, Ruv- and Gargamuni they had built a little uh, four wall dirt floor Chetai hut where they stayed during the festival as I passed they would say, oh, what has he done in my, poor?" he's talking about me, right? <laughs> what has he done? You know, what has this guy done? <laughs>
2: right?
1: Planted some roses, that's all. You know, I felt terrible, right? But I won't tell you what I thought in my head, but I went, <laughs> continued on my walk down, and Prabhupada was standing on the ver- veranda looking out over the the landscape I ran up the stairs and I gave Prabhupada the rose and Prabhupada said ah the rose there are so many flowers and then there is the rose he loved roses and I saw I had left a thorn inadvertently so I went, I said Prabhupada let me take that, I want to take that thorn off Prabhupada said, no, no. Everything is Krishna's beauty, even the thorn. In Krishna's creation, everything is beautiful, even the thorn. Then he looked at the rose again and he said, you know, sometimes he said things in the most poetic way, right? He said, the symptom of your success. That's nice, isn't it? The symptom of your success will be when everywhere I look I see flowers. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Nice. So, that's, that's all to you, Braj. I only criticize them. I said it's only in pots. I want to see them mm-hmm. when it's in a park in the ground. But anyway, this is good. Huh? And the symptom of I had just been criticized People. <laughs> huh? <laughs> and now Prabhupada lifted me up again. In other words, yes, my planting the flowers is within Prabhupada's plan. It's not like, oh, what's he done? He's just planted some roses, right? <laughs> they were tough guys. Jeez, we were all tough wild and woolly as they say in the West we're all very competitive so uh, there was another story oh I brought again on that same veranda same side the western side somebody had given me a coin an English coin, silver coin. It was all bright and shiny. So I brought it up to Prabhupada, I gave it to Prabhupada. And it had a picture of the queen on it, you know, Queen Elizabeth. Prabhupada looked at it and he said, you know what he said? Ah, Queen Elizabeth. He said, the most pious person on the planet. I said, really, Prabhupada? He said, oh, yes. She has all, uh, she is intelligent, educated, beautiful, wealthy, uh, aristocratic birth, all the symptoms of piety that you can achieve. She has achieved. She is the most pious person. On the planet. Mm. How he saw things. Mm. Mm. How he saw things. Yeah. You know, people, ah, oh, Queen Elizabeth, ah, oh, <laughs> scoff, or, you know. No yeah, problem. Pious. Even, I think he writes in the Chaitanya Tamrita, you cannot be a king unless you're blessed by Krishna. Even Muslim kings, he says. Yes. Is not that in the Chaitanya yeah. Charitamrita.
0: The uh, Sanatana Goswami's, uh, what was his name? Huh? Nawab Husain Shah. Nawab Husain Shah.
1: That's what yeah. Sanatana
0: told Nawab Husain. Yes. <clears> or <throat> you want to move the chair a little bit this side so that you don't have a pain in your neck? Huh? You can move the sofa a
2: little bit this side so that it will be easy oh
1: God you't know, blame me I get blamed for everything just blame, just blame me it doesn't make, make any difference anymore that's good yeah now what about me
0: you're looking everywhere I
1: have stiff necks also you know you don't have a, you don't have a, a, a monopoly on stiff necks. No, that's okay. Don't okay, don't you'll take you'll, 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 don't take him too far away. He's my companion, yeah. my support. Um, yes, there was some interesting. Seventy-seven. Seventy-seven. Well, I can end with this one because I think I'm losing my audience now. It's no, an hour and a half. Who? Well, you Sound know.
0: Sounds sleeping? Go
1: I'll tell one one last story. That's a very beautiful story. I th- I think th- we'll see at the end of this story.
0: When this you is come a really fe- when this you is. Come back a- In February huh? we we'll we'll <laughs> No,
1: I'm not coming back. It's too crowded. <laughs>
0: February.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in, way. in
0: February, you said. You said you're coming in February. No, I
1: said maybe June.
0: June?
1: <coughs> yeah. Oh. I have to see to the par- and Para, you know, the how the sculptors are coming. Mm. Cuz I'm I'm doing all that. Uh, but it's too soon you're traveling. I don't know how Well, you don't do it. You come here, you stay and then Okay. Yeah, that's all you can do when you're 85, you know? And you, you can't go anywhere anyway. <laughs> right? You might as well stay, just stay here. When do you go? Tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no, really. Hare Krishna. All right. I'll, this is a long story. And I'm sure, Brad, you've heard this a million times but it was 1977, Prabhupada was here, he was not feeling well. That was obvious to everyone. He just, he wasn't.
0: Can I interrupt you? Yeah, sure. Please, before you said that, tell the story of when you're massaging Prabhupada in Mumbai. That's what I'm. Tells you to that's the story, home.
1: that's the story. But I'm starting at the beginning. Oh, oh okay. Don't give away my. Uh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that's the story okay. not, not yes story. this is a. it's like a Chaitanachari Tanrita that one right? but, but I'm starting at the beginning okay. leading up so is that alright so Tamal had come because the secretaries changed every month or every two months a new GBC man would come to be with Prabhupada as his secretary but Tamal got it in his head I call him Tamaz, Tamal, Krishna Maharaj. But he was my best, best friend in ISKCON. And Tamal came, he had decided that he was going to be Prabhupada's secretary permanent. He decided. And, and so he stayed. He stayed. And, uh, you know, he said, Prabhupada's not well, I'm going to stay with him, stay with him, and and try to care for him so in the winter sun like now the morning sun is very sweet and Prabhupada said morning sun, winter sun is health giving afternoon sun is draining so Prabhupada would spend his morning after class he'd go up to the roof of the lotus building and at that time I there, there were the two rooms that Jai Pataka has now but they were both empty. So Prabhupada went on that side, the eastern side, and he would have his massage there. And while he had his massage in the earlier, he would have, he had two bell metal pails, and he would have a devotee fill both those pails and put them over So when the sun came up, they were shining down on the water. You put it next to the shower room, which is where J.P.'s kitchen is now. And uh, Prabhupada would have his massage, a long massage. And uh, you massage Prabhupada. I had massaged Prabhupada for a few days when I was his servant. Somehow, I don't know how or why I ended up, I'll tell this story too, as Prabhupada's servant in 1969. And let me preface this by saying, I am not a cook by any means. I don't know how to cook. In in Sydney, I'll steam some vegetables, add a little ghee, a squeeze of lime, a lemon, and salt, and and I'm happy, right? I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to spice. I don't know how to do anything. What to speak of? Make a chapati. But at that time in Beverly Hills, Prabhupada was staying in a little house in Beverly Hills. Gargamuni made me Prabhupada's servant. The servant had to massage Prabhupada. After Prabhupada's massage, he'd go and take his bath. Then he would put on fresh cloth. Then he would put on his tilak. Then he would say his Gaya tree and then he would ring this little silver bell and that meant bring in his lunch. But that was done, the cooking was done by the servant who was also massaged. so you had to massage Prabhupada and at the same time you had things on the stove cooking, right? said, and it was a little it was frantic and then when Prabhupada got up you rush into the kitchen and a doll and please puff up, please puff up, please puff up, please puff up, Ding, 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 ding. I, I bring in Prabhupada's tray and I put it down and there's some bowls, bowl with doll. I put that doll here and another bowl and uh, bringing a chapati and Prabhupada's looking at the prasad. He, he looks some, What is that? <laughs> right, like that. What is that? I said, It's dal, Prabhupada. You know, no tumor. You know, some gray, you know, the tallest. No tumor. I said, oh, I forgot, Prabhupada. (laughs) One finger. And and I came in, and I was putting another japati on his plate. He said, no, no. He said, dirt is like electricity. If you touch it, it will go through everything. He said, just drop it. (laughs) I don't know whether... I was the dirty one or the... yeah, But anyway, that was that. Next day, oh, that night, then Prabhupada would take milk with banana, right? You bring it to a boil three times. I got it in my head. I like vanilla. I love vanilla. You know vanilla bean? Vanilla ice cream. So I sliced... I scraped out the inside of the vanilla bean and I put it in the milk. And boil, it I bring in the, I bring in the I figure I like it, you know. Everyone should like it. I bring in the milk and problem looks at it, and he says, What is God? <laughs> what is the all these little black flecks in the in the milk. I said, It's vanilla problem. Don't do. He didn't drink the milk. Next day there was a cook. Then I could massage. Did Prabhupada eat hot, drink hot milk
0: like that also?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know.
0: Because she drank, it was really hot. I don't know.
1: If I don't, no, I don't know. I never saw. But the next day, suddenly there was a cook, a decent, someone who could cook, right? So that was a good example of when the guru asks you for water and you bring him milk. Yeah? If he asks you for milk, make sure it's just milk, not, not with vanilla or God knows what else, right? because I like it, therefore he should like it. So, but I massaged him. That was 1969, and then he, he went somewhere and uh, that was the end of my being Prabhupada's servant. But 1977, he's ready to have his massage. Tamal comes up and, uh, with the mustard oil and, pours, and starts to massage Prabhupada's back. And Prabhupada says again, what does he say? Maharaj, what is that? Right? He said, what is that? He says, what is that? Tamas says, I'm massaging you, Prabhupada. He said, that is not a massage. He said, that is a love pact. <laughs> he said, get me Bhavananda. He knows how to massage me. He remembered from 1969 to... So then I became the official masseur part of the, you know, so Tamal was, then after his massage, Prabhupada would walk over and there was a low choky. He'd sit on the choki, take his Lota, and by that time, it's like 11, 11, 11.30, say. And the sun had warmed the water. So it was not hot, but it wasn't cold. It was just, and he bathe himself with his Lota. Then he'd, Uh, again, put on fresh cloth, say his Gayatri, take his Prashat, and he'd take his nap on a bed that we had up there. So I was back in my room, it was in the long building, in the afternoon I looked up and Prabhupada was all alone on the roof walking around. So I ran up. And Prabhupada, you know, he paid my obeisances, he looked at me and he said, just now, I had a dream where I went to the planet where the pious Muslims go. And I said, Prabhupada, I didn't think there was such a dream. <laughs> <laughs> and Prabhupada said, yes, a few. <laughs> but mostly they are blank, 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 blank. Then... I was thinking, who are pious Muslims? And I thought, well, Adela, whatever his name is, Sheikh, who sold us this land, the original land, that this this building and the temple is actually on the original uh, Iskand land. Uh, he sold Prabhupada the land, even though Tirtha, not uh, Tirtha Maharaj, and oh, he was bringing so much pressure. Other God brothers don't sell Swami Maharaj this land, but he defied them and sold his land to us. So that's a pious Muslim. Another pious Muslim is when Prabhupada was coming home from school with his dhoti, and the firecracker it set his dhoti on fire. He was a little boy. And a Muslim man jumped out and put out the fire on his dhoti with his hand. That's a pious Muslim. Mm. Right? So there's a few. Uh, but anyway, then he was looking up at the uh, Jugpit Temple. And he said to me, what is more important in a man? Where he was born or his activities. I said, I would think the activities, Prabhupada. He said, yes. He said, that is the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya. But here on our ISKCON campus, this is the preaching activities of Lord Chaitanya. So I want, I've told you the story before, I want you to make this place so wonderful that no one will go to the birthplace temple. Everyone will come here. And that, of course, is happening. They're going, of course, to the birthplace, but everyone is coming here because of us. Because of Prabhupada, because of... There's activity here. There's life here. There's soul. Yeah? You see, the people... They rush for the morning show, we call it, you know, Darshan of the Deities. And they rush into, after Panchatantra, they rush into Radha Maravana. And all people, they're waiting to see the Deity. And boom, and like not devotees, it's devotees, but regular people, packed. And the curtain opens. Everyone's arms go up. Everyone, and then that wonderful uh, uh, Brahma Sangita prayers come on. And the people, where else do they hear a whole chorus of people and music uh, glorifying and everyone? Looking at and the people look around. They they love it. They absolutely love it. They rush to get here. Sometimes it, Mangalarti is so packed and those people, many of them, who we, ooh, they touched me, they've driven hours on buses and in trucks, dangerous, and slept outside to be here for Mangalarti. But we can't make it from there to here or there to there or here to there. But they come tens, twenty, fifty, seventy, a hundred miles. in Dangerous. Okay. Anyway, enough of my scolding.
0: And you have to also say, the book that's done, Krishna said, to do the books.
1: Oh, I okay, I'll end with that. that end with that's That's a heavy one. So, So then I become part of the group. There's me and Tamal. And I do this every day. I'm massaging Prabhupada. I'm also, you know, co-director of Mayapur. But then after the festival, Prabhupada wants to go to Bombay to his new quarters in Juhu Beach. And he says to Tamal and I, take me from here. Take me to Bombay. So we pack everything up. We take Bhakti Charu and the three of us and Prabhupada, we go off to Bombay. And uh, uh, finally, when Prabhupada gets there, uh, he wants to go up to his quarters. But they weren't done. But Prabhupada... So... Uh, su- su- uh, what's his Sura. name? Sarab Maharaj had instructed them when Prabhupada comes, bring him back to his old quarters in the in the back of the land. And we went right by the guest house and to the to Prabhupada's quarters. And Sarab was there, and he opened the door, and Prabhupada just sat there, looking straight ahead. <laughs> and so Sarab said, Prabhupada. We're here. Prabhupada sat there. He didn't say a word. He said, Prabhupada. And then Prabhupada said, I'm not going in there. I want to go to my quarters. So we had to drive him around. And there was no elevator. There was a palanquin. And uh, we put Prabhupada on the palanquin. They carried him all the way up the stairs to his quarters And they had been, they had been, they had the big polishing machines for the marble floor and everything. And everything was, they cleared all the muck and everything, put down a chutter, Prabhupada sat there. And then Saurabh explained everything, and Prabhupada, yes, he went to his quarters. Then he went back downstairs, and we went to a, a life member's house. A few days later, the quarters were ready and uh, Prabhupada moved in and it was really nice, it was really nice. Tamal was there, Bhakti Charu was cooking, Prabhupada had in the, of course you can go to his quarters now, they're they're open, but uh, over there, in the main room, over there he would sit at night and, and dictate. Here was a larger desk where we'd have Darshan Greek guests. Over here was a low table where he ate Prashad. And over there in the end was another room. It was his bedroom, which had a, a four-poster bed in the middle of the room. Nice, uh, nice bed. So, at that time, I was treating Prabhupada like a deity. You, is it getting late?
0: No, not at all. I was I'm setting time for my life. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you mean we'll we'll go from here to there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, like a deity. I I uh, I massaged him. Then I would take him. There was a separate room for his bath, a marble at, with a choki. He sit on the choki in his gumsha. And I'd pour water from the buckets over his head and I'd rub his body, right? Bathing him. Then I'd take a towel and dry him. Like a deity, like they, you yeah. know, it was an extraordinary situation I was in. It was like a deity. And Prabhupada was just quiet. Then I'd take him into the bedroom. I had laid out his fresh cloth. and I'd dress him I'd dress him put on his lungi help him with his coping then walk walk with him and he'd sit down he'd have prasad he'd put on his tilak say his gayatri Bhakti Charu would bring in his prasad and it was time for him to take rest Uh, his afternoon nap I'd walk him he'd lay down on his four-poster bed and it was nice weather and of course, Juhu is just a, one block from the ocean, and uh, there were there were uh French doors and little balconies so over the French doors were these white silk heavy silk drapes and I would open up all the French doors so we get the breeze coming from the ocean and the the white silk curtains were billowing, you know, with the beautiful breeze. And I would get a bucket of cool water and while Prabhupada was resting, I'd take a rag, you know, with the cool water, I'd wring it out and I'd wipe the floors with this cool water so it made a really nice atmosphere. You know, pure, it was just beautiful. And, uh, one day, when I saw Prabhupada was sitting up, so I went in. I said, "Oh, Prabhupada, your effulgence has come back." And Prabhupada went, "Yes." He said, "This is my spiritual complexion, he said, reddish gold." Yeah. So now we know who to look for. Isn't it? And then he said, "I have seen all over Europe. People are very much anxious to be my color." He said, "Sunbake." <laughs> <laughs> nice story, huh? Yeah. So anyway, this is going on. I'm in heaven. Yeah, I want this to go on forever, just ever and ever and ever. Tamal's happy, Bhakti Charu's at ha- Tamal's happy. <laughs> yeah. It's rare. <laughs> I'm massaging Prabhupada. Gargamuni comes in. Uh oh. Here we go. Gargamuni, I'm massaging Prabhupada. Gargamuni's giving a report about Calcutta. Then he says, Prabhupada, we really need Bhavananda back it's the project, Mayapur project is suffering, blah, 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 blah. I'm cursing this guy up and down. (laughs) Because I know the real reason that he wants me back. The real reason is he didn't get along with certain managers in Mayapur, but he got along with me. Right? He didn't like working with some other people. So that's really, it was all to do with him. Nothing to do with the Mayapur project. But anyway, so then he leaves. And I'm massaging Prabhupada down, down, down. I'm massaging his legs and getting near his feet. And Prabhupada says, there is no one who has served Guru Pad as well as you have. That is a fact. But whether my own care should interfere with the preaching, that is my dilemma. Now so I continue, but I knew what was coming. I continue, I'm massaging his feet. And Prabhupada's going, hmm, hmm, hmm. And I'm massaging, and I start to cry, because I know what he's going to say. And my tears are falling on his feet, along with the mustard oil. I'm massaging his feet with mustard oil, and my tears. And I, look. Prabhupada says, no, you must go back. And I turn and look, and I'm crying, and I turn and look at Prabhupada, and he's crying. And boom, I was gone, back in Mayapur. But, but, an indelible memory, which has sustained me, as these memories do, through a lot of upheavals. But here I am. So that was that. That's a nice story, huh? Mm-hmm. Did you like that story? One. Yeah, it's a wonderful story. I'm crying story. too. Huh? I'm crying too. Yeah, anyway, mm-hmm. I wish I could. Man, I'm too old. My bones will crack. Uh, so, the final story. Can you ask just one quick question about this final story? Was Tamal Krishna Maharaj there during the story? I know the story you're going to tell. Was he present in that conversation? No. It Upendra. Upendra it was just Upendra and me I had gone to 1975 I had gone to LA to form a small party to go out collecting for money for Mayapur development and uh, Sudama Maharaj and we had a van and some nice brahmacharis four brahmacharis
0: Tattva Darshan.
1: Tattva Darshan, yes. He Tattva came, Darshan. He came
0: I'm, to Chicago. I let him go out there.
1: And in, in Chicago, that's when Prabhupada sent me back to my work. Whenever I left, Prabhupada always sent me back, no matter what. right? He could have made me anything. He could have made me a GBC. He could have done this. He could have done that. Not that I'm qualified, but he could have. But he never did he always made me come back to Mayapur. Always. He felt I was important. I, I wasn't, but he made me feel that mm. it was necessary. So, it's evening in Los Angeles. Prabhupada has arrived. And it's not evening, it's uh, dusk. And it was a very beautiful night. I was staying in an apartment across the street from the entrance to Watsika Temple. And most of the devotees had gone out to Hollywood Boulevard. But I was t- standing in this window looking, thinking, well, how can I get up to see Prabhupada? I'd like to see him. you know. And Upendra came out suddenly. And he saw me and he went like that. He said. So I went down and he said, Prabhupada wants to
0: see you. Who's Upendra, by the way? Upendra. No, no, but they don't know.
1: Oh, Prabhupada's servant at that time. Uh, So I went up up to where in Prabhupada's quarters, which Karanda and Jayananda and I had built those quarters. That's also a nice story. Maybe I'll tell that after this. Uh, Went into his room, which was the pale blue walls the white floor and the burnt orange satin drapes, which, which I had done. Prabhupada told me in his childhood palace they had uh, marble floors, blue walls and burnt orange drapes. So I, <laughs> that's the color scheme I made for him. He was happy. And Prabhupada was sitting and they had these big bolster pillows behind them, and on the end were these big tassels. And Prabhupada was in a, a you know, just a, a reminiscing mood. Reminiscing. And he was playing with the tassel like this. He was saying, you know, he was asking me about Mayapur, and how is Jai Pataka, how is How is uh, this one? How is that one? Playing with the toss ones, And looking at his, there's a little crystal chandelier there. He said, I often wonder, what is the difference between the Goswamis and me? He said, they had their books. I have my books. Uh, every night they slept under a different tree every night I can sleep in a different palace he said so what is the difference He he was quiet he said I did not want to come here I'm thinking yeah what do I? What up? My point. What do I know? I, I don't. I did do not want to come here. But Krishna, he asked me, "You come?" And I said, "No, I do not want to go there. It is a horrible place." No, no. Krishna said, "He's looking at me." And Upendra's in. Over there, though, I can't believe what we're hearing. I don't want. I did not want to go. No, no. He's telling Krishna. No, no. I don't want to go. It was a horrible place. Interaction between Krishna and his devotee. How intimate is that? And the devotee is saying, "I don't want to go." But Krishna says, no, no, you come down and write those books. I will take care of everything. You just come down and write those books. There you have it. That was everything. That's everything that we need to know. If we believe. Isn't it? If we believe. And of course, Prabhupada never lied. Well, once. <coughs> no, on a television show in uh, New York in the early days, I've seen the. He was on a talk show. Swamiji, Hare Krishna, Nayas Prabhupada. So, uh, Swamiji, how many followers do you have? in the Zare Krishna movement. Oh, I oh about ten <laughs> thousand. <Right? laughs> maybe there were, but <laughs> maybe that I knew of at that time, when I think back, there were about ten, right? <laughs> <laughs> From ten thousand. Right? That's a transcendental preaching fib, not a lie. But yes, Prahma I did not want to go. It is a horrible place. No, no, you come down. I will take care of everything. You write those books. Do not oh do not worry. I will take care of everything. So that was that. Meanwhile, across the hall, if we go back to nineteen seventy is Prabhupada's bedroom in the same quarters. Shall I tell this story? This will be the last one. So Prabhupada was directing everything. That's the colors he wanted, everything I gave, did everything he wanted. Uh, I was fixing up his bedroom. We had a rug, one of those cheap Persian rugs. And a single bed, but you know, I don't know about Hungary or wherever you're all from, but in most homes, the bed, the head of the bed is against the wall, isn't it? Right. So I was <clears throat> pushing. It was just me and Prabhupada. I was pushing the bed up against uh, the head of the up against the wall. Prabhupada said, "No, no." I said, "What, Prabhupada?" I said, "Put the bed in the middle of the room." I know this is something new, right? I'm thinking to myself, this is something new. He said, yes, put the rug in the middle of the room and then put the bed in the middle of the rug. I know mean, well, that's very elegant, really. So I did. Then he said, I want you to make some sheets to cover the rug. So I took the measurements. And I had the We, I got some white cloth and we sewed up big big, big sheet with enough that it could go under the rug and we moved the bed off and I you know shook the sheet and it was covering the rug and I got down on, on my hands and knees and I was doing that, you know, to flatten it. Flatten it so that the sheet was nice and smooth on the rug. And I'm flattening, flattening, crawling around. And, and I feel someone next to me bumping into me. And I turn, and it's Prabhupada. And he's down on his hands and knees next to me. Also, <laughs> going like that to flatten the sheet. And he turns to me on his hands and knees and he says... Again, something new I have introduced. Sheets on rugs. <laughs> nice, huh?
0: Jai Prabhupada.
1: Yes, Jai Pramaphat. I've never understood it, however. I've never understood it. Because, you know, for us, the rug is a showpiece, right? You show off your rugs in your house Mm. but probably all all covered with sheets Mm. all right I think that should do it nine o'clock two hours do any of you have any questions have any questions huh Maharaj who else Right. Uh, I just, I, I, my one question was about Tamal Krishnamurad being present. No, he wasn't there. He, he told me that story. He said Prabhupada told him. <laughs> In Dallas. No, was... That's not true. He wasn't there. Wasn't. And Prabhupada didn't tell him. <laughs> hmm. I told him, however. Sure, you must have. It was just
0: Upendra and I, two mm. servants. When I was in, uh, was on Harmony Farm, and uh, that was the Oklahoma farm of Tamalgot. Oh, I and, uh, about that farm, and yeah. Upendra, Upendra was our cook. There was me, Sahasarandri, and two other devotees, you know, in the middle of nowhere, literally. And pender was the cook, and he would cook, and when he was serving us, he would just tell stories. A little he hinted at that, he didn't tell it in such detail.
1: At that time I was on the right side for a change of his mm. But
0: uh, <laughs> Don't tell tomorrow. Huh? <laughs>
1: Yes, usurper, usurping his position. <laughs> oh, he would get angry.
0: <laughs>
1: when I uh, here's an interesting story. When I was called, you know, Prabhupada sent me back to Mayapur. Then he went different places to try and recover his health. And he went back to Vrindavan. Sent me a telegram saying, please come and take up your care of me again. That's when all those stories, Punch and George, you know, all, all of that happened. But when I got there. When I got when I got there, I got there uh, Prabhupada was was having lunch and I paid my obeisances, and Prabhupada looked at me, and the first thing he said was, I'm going to name three acharyas to carry on the spiritual uh, the spiritual activities acti- thank you. activities after I am gone. Speak to Tamal about this. It's interesting. First thing he said and, all the, you know, and I, I went and spoke to Tamal and I, I didn't know what was going on, you know. But that was interesting. Three acharyas. Mm -hmm. All right, so no one has any question? Then what's the use of all. he, He didn't say who the three acharyas were. No. He did not. It was not a big issue. It was not a big issue. I'll tell you some. Do you want to hear some stories about that? Little snippets? Mm-hmm. You sure?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, one devotee came to Prabhupada in October. In October of uh, that year. So Prabhupada was bedridden at that point. He so said, Prabhupada, I have some devotees in Bombay uh, who are ready to be initiated, but what do they do? Where? Prabhupada said, well, Bhavananda and Jagvataka are in Mayapur. They can go there, get initiated and come back. He said, they should go to whoever is nearest. Did you hear? You he heard that. They should go to whoever is nearest. It wasn't, oh, I have to, oh, my guru, I must. Not to in any way uh, minimize. minimize that, but it was not. A, and one day Tamal said to Prabhupada, Prabhupada, Brahmananda is not on that list. Brahmananda was having a few problems. Should we put him on the list? And uh, Prabhupada, and I was there when he said it, Prabhupada said, no, let him correct himself first, then put him on the list. So even, a, you know, fall downs of that nature, said, let him correct himself, then put him on the list. The whole purpose is to, to help people and ourselves to become attached to ISKCON to become attached to ISKCON's activities and to understand the purpose of the worldwide preaching mission of ISKCON of Prabhupada alright so you have no question where are you from again? Um, where am I from? I live in Florida. Huh? I
2: live in Florida.
1: Are you from Florida?
2: No, I'm from California. Where? Los Angeles. Where? Um, it's kind of central area, Los Angeles. I would have gone to Washington High School. I Where? Know, to Torrance.
1: Torrance? Yeah, in the valley? There.
2: No, no, that's on the ocean. Okay. Yeah. I went to oh. high school there.
1: Oh, Okay. Where are you from, Mataji? From Kazakhstan. Mm -hmm. From Kazakhstan.
0: Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. She's a lawyer. A lawyer in Kazakhstan? No, she teaches here.
1: In my apartment? Really? Wow, this is amazing, huh? International headquarters. Mm. And you, Mataji? I'm
2: from Russia.
1: Russia, where? Kaliningrad. Kaliningrad?
2: Yes.
1: Sounds good. I've never been there. <laughs> Have you? No. Never. Okay. Mataji? I'm Hungarian. Oh, you say that with an American accent. <laughs> <laughs> How is that? She speaks very well. Okay.
2: Hungary.
1: Hungary. Greece? Hungary. Hungary. I knew many Hungarians. I was telling Maharaj, when I worked on 7th Avenue in New York, the garment district, many, many Hungarian uh, men and women, cutters, you know, cutting cloth for clothing and everything, and many Hungarian women on the sewing machines and everything. And they're all very... (laughs) Every one of them was Hungarian royalty. I've never met so many princesses <laughs> who could run sewing machines and run up a, a hem on a dress. But they're all princess this, princess that. And they're all very nice. Mostly Hungarian Jews. Very, very smart. Very smart. And Mataji? I'm from Italy. Where? Uh, near
2: nearby
1: Milan. Milano. Oh, it's nice there. It's nice anywhere in Italy, isn't it? Yeah. I've been... What is the cathedral? The Duomo. No. The Duomo. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah I've been there with uh, Mara Sivita. Sivita. He was here, Mara in the early days in the straw house. Oh, the straw house. Here's a nice story. So I'm walking with Prabhupada and he stops in front of the bajan Kutir. So now you have to picture him. He's facing the Bajang Kutir, right? And I said to Prabhupada, for me it was, yeah, you know, the junky hut. So I said to Prabhupada, because we had the Lotus Building, and I said to Prabhupada, can I tear it down, <laughs> Can I tear it down? Prabhupada said, no. He said, let it stay. Let them see this is what they were. And then he went like this. And this, pointing right, is what they have become. (coughs) Pointing right at this temple, the (coughs) TOVP. Keep it, he said.
2: Mm.
1: Like, Like the Lord Chaitanya. I always wanted to throw things away, tear things down. The Lord Chaitanya in Prabhupada's room, have you seen it? Very beautiful. Mm. It was the first, the doll maker, Milan, he was the first uh, to teach Rukmini and, uh, what's his name? Bharadraj. Bharadraj, how to make dolls. So he made that, and we had it on, in the little hut, altar, that Madhava had in the front. But I noticed that his ankles were cracking. So I told Prabhupada I wanted to put him in the Ganges. Yeah. Prabhupada said, no, no. He said, why? I said, his ankles are cracking. He said, oh. he said, bring it put it put him in my room. And he's still there. Yeah. And he's beautiful. Yes. So you're in Italy, near Milano? And? Hungary. Hungary. Oh, you're... not. I'm sorry. You're from Italy. You're from Hungary. Should I ask? Because I don't know anything about Hungary. Where from? You're also Hungarian?
2: No, I'm from Ukraine.
1: Ukraine. Ukraine? Oh. Is everything all right with you?
2: Oh. Oh, he's
1: here. He's here, so... Are you here permanently all the time?
2: It is my second uh, second year here in Mayapur. Before that, I was in Hungary also.
1: After Open the- your mouth when you talk. You're <laughs> talking through your teeth. I can't. My ears are gone. So Sorry.
2: I live in Ukraine in Kiev when war started, and after that I moved uh, to Hungary, and after that to <coughs> India.
1: That's better. I understood everything you said. I- Mataji? I'm from Moscow. Moscow. I loved Moscow when I was there. But she, she
0: is married to Krishna Namananda. Yeah. She's Krishna Namananda's wife.
1: <coughs> Krishna Namananda. He is... Bengali Krishna Namananda. Yeah. Who was here from the beginning. Yeah. He and his family. Yeah. Krishna Namananda and his... And who is his older brother? brother uh, Baninath. Nath. I hear he's he's dead, right? Dead, dead, and the no. uh, and the little brother?
2: Little brother right down.
1: His nose was all he always had snot. <laughs> <laughs> His nose always <laughs> oh, running. Oh god. Well yeah, yes, they're very successful now, huh? Is Krishna Namananda here? Yes. Where does he live? Down Over the in Ganj? No, no,
0: down the road. Mm-hmm. Bhaktisanta Saraswati Road look for the biggest house and that's (laughs) this
1: whoever would have guessed huh literally they were at the front i remember so clearly there's people at the front gate they want to come in they want refuge they want oh god i thought i go to the front gate there's this man and this woman and these three boys the little one with the (laughs) So I didn't want to take them. I'll be honest with you, but Jai Bataka, you know, Ocean of Mercy. No, no, take them, take them. There. So we brought them in, and the father, he had the most lovely kirtan voice. So we put him. Hmm. He just sat in the temple, and chanted all day. Beautiful.
2: Hmm. I'm also from Hungary.
1: But you're not married to the little brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no.
1: And do you live here? No. You're just I'm, visiting. Yes,
2: I live in
1: Krishna Valley. Krishna Valley, she lives there. Krishna Valley, it's called? mm mm-hmm. huh? Nice. And? Oh, in you're from Indonesia. Nice. Where? I was born and raised in Jakarta, but then I moved to Bali. I've been living there for four years now. Still? Nice place, huh? Beautiful. The un- only bad thing about Bali is the priests, they like to eat bapi. Yeah, everyone in Bali loves bapi. Everyone in Bali loves bapi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is bapi? Pig. <laughs> to put it bluntly. I'm
2: from France.
1: Oh, that's right. We went to this. Mm. Paris. Paris. I'm from Paris. Ah. And? Do you stay there now?
2: I'm visiting.
1: You're BBT? Visiting.
0: Visiting. He's he's visiting my port. Although he's just going to buy a place here.
1: No, but what did he say? Visiting. Visiting.
0: Visiting. <laughs>
1: oh, visiting! <laughs> ah! No, I, my my hearing is just terrible. <clears throat> so you're visiting Mayapur. And when you're not, where are you?
2: I'm coming from New York. Oh, yes.
1: oh my heart. <laughs> uh. Where? Skirhorn Street. Wow. Okay. Well. Then we're very close. <laughs> you know, I was born in Jersey City. I was born in Jersey City in the same hospital but before then as Badra and Jayaveta mm. uh, in Jersey City. All three of them. But I was born first. <laughs> pre-war. I'm a pre-war baby. And you, Prabhu? I, I came from Krishna Valley, from Hungary. Krishna Valley. Yeah. And are you here or there? I stay here by the mercy of my Guru Maharaj to take care of this.
0: He uh, takes care of the apartments. That he's living there. Right? Are you the Guru Maharaj? I
1: am. Okay. I am born in Oh, I met you the other day. Yeah. And you? I'm um, from UK. UK, where?
0: Birmingham. Huh? Birmingham. Louder. Birmingham. Birmingham. <laughs>
1: Birmingham. <laughs> no, no. Birmingham. Birmingham. Say it. Birmingham. Birmingham. Kijai. <laughs> really, there's a big temple there?
2: Um, we don't actually have a temple at the moment, um, but we're doing a lot of preaching work.
1: Oh, he is English. <laughs> you are. Nice accent. Thank you.
2: I'm from Hungary.
1: No. Krishna I'm, Valley? Yes. Well, nice there? Yes. Any complaints? You got the man right
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> no complaints because I live with Guru uh, man. He lives with us.
1: Oh, okay. You can't complain. No. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Prabhu? I'm from Switzerland. Oh that's right. And where? I mean I'm from Eastern Park, St. Gallen, but I'm serving in Zurich. Zurich. I was in Zurich once just for a, a flight a plane changeover. And somehow I got bumped up to first class. At that time they had first class. There was no business. It was first class or coach. I got bumped up to first class and uh, sitting on the other side of the, the aisle was the Dalai Lama. Mm. But I had ordered a vegetarian... I think I was coming from India. I had ordered a vegetarian meal. But he was eating chicken. So I was very bold in those days. I kind of... Good. Huh?
0: You got on his case?
1: I did. I got right on his case. I said, Excuse me... Uh, your Holiness, uh, I I can't help but see that you're eating chicken. He said, yes. I said, but Buddha uh, was against animal killing. No, no, but we believe that whatever comes our way is the mercy, like the mercy of the really? Buddha. I said, that's all right. I said, but you ordered it.
2: <laughs>
1: we got so angry. The, the Dalai Lama got angry at me and turned away. You ordered it. And you? Boston. <laughs> me. Low, uh, Lowell. Lowell. Lowell, Mass. Hell's Angels. Hells Angels and Looms. local. huh? Oh, you're a Russian. Ukrainian. No, you are Ukrainian. Wasn't that all one at one point? Yeah. Well, Ukraine and Russia. No.
2: <laughs> huh?
1: <laughs> 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 no, under the USSR, right? Wasn't it wasn't at all one big merge. Was so oh God! You're also politically sensitive. <laughs> you see, you all <laughs> I've been there for 35 years. <laughs> I, I've seen the whole thing unfold. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. Wait a minute. Kali Yuga continues. It'll only get worse. And who is that? I can't see. You, Prabhu? Provo- oh, yeah. Russia. Where? In Siberia. Didn't tell me that before? No. Are you from Omsk? No, Novosibirsk.
0: Novosibirsk. Novosibirsk.
1: And what is that big city up top that's the coldest city in the world?
0: Yakutsk.
1: Yakutsk. Yakutsk. Where they have to run from store to store. And... Yeah.
2: The cars' engines running through the winter, otherwise they, they, they will not be able to start them again in the summer.
0: The the engines will freeze up, so they have the engines running 24-7, car engines. Nine months a year. Nine months out
1: of the year. Nice clear air there, huh? (laughs) Hellish, huh? Hellish. Prabhupada didn't like the cold. He had likes and dislikes. Sorry, (laughs) Prabhu. He liked some things. He didn't like some. He didn't like the cold. Mm-hmm. He said, the heat you can tolerate, the cold will kill you. He said. And when Sridhar Maharaj visited him here, uh, they were sitting in Prabhupada's room and Sridhar said, oh, no air conditioning?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Like he'd ever seen air conditioning in his life, Sridhar. He said, no air conditioning? Prabhupada said, this is funny reply. He said, no. He said, I don't like it. It's unnatural. He said, of course, if I want it, they, pointing it up will immediately get it for me. He was boasting to Sridhar. If, if I want it, they will immediately get it for me. All right. And who's I? Prabhu, I'm from uh,
0: Little Island of Jersey.
1: Jersey. You're from Jersey. I'm huh? from Jersey. Yeah. <laughs> the Jersey Boys.
0: From the original Jersey.
1: The original Jersey. Great cows.
0: Yeah.
1: Great cows.
0: Yes. Good best, milk. best milk in the world. Mm. Richest.
1: Yes. See, we all know things. I like this because it's it's personal. I'm always interested in people mm. and their backgrounds.
0: You missed one person? Yes. <laughs> huh? You missed last person.
2: I'm, I'm also from Hungary. I'm from a very small town called Eger.
1: Egyar?
0: Yes. No, it's a very famous town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> What's it famous for? About Hare Krishna. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: 2,000 Hungarians held off Suleiman's whole 100,000 strong army. Who's Defeated. Who's? What? It was Suleiman? It was, it was
1: Suleiman? Suleiman the uh, Turk? Turkish. The Turk. <coughs> the Ottoman Empire? Yes. Really? You held them off?
0: Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so that's why we're not all Muslims today,
2: right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they only got as far as... They couldn't cross the uh, Danube.
1: The Danube. That's right.
0: They wanted to go to Vienna. Then they would have had a the
1: Because of his (laughs) (laughs) great-great-great-grandfather. Is that right? When you were on Jersey, did you have calves?
0: Me personally?
1: Yeah. No. What did you do? Where did you live? In a town or in a farm?
0: I lived in the town.
1: Yeah. And what did you do? What does one do on the Isle of Jersey? I'll tell you.
0: Banking. Uh,
1: yeah. Black money, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right? Offshore.
0: It's all banking, offshore banking, and farmers and tourism. But I went to live in London when I was seventeen.
1: Uh, where? Uh, South London. Near, uh, near uh, Burry Place.
0: Not too far. Not
1: too far. That was a nice little temple. Yeah. Do you, you go there?
2: Mm. Yeah, I was there also.
1: We, uh, Prabhupada, call, anyway, it's another, so I have to stop because it's late, and it's getting close, and Maharaj has to travel tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? How are you getting back?
0: We have two cars waiting unless they left uh, without <laughs> us, and we walk back <laughs> in the moonlight, which will be very nice. It's a beautiful walk from here to there.
1: No snakes?
0: No, <laughs> no snakes. No snakes.
1: There are a lot of snakes out there, <laughs> but in, in the cool, they won't be so active. But there's a lot of snakes.
0: Well, there were a lot in your time.
1: No, even now. Not well around here. Even, even they were inside in the lobby here of, you know, Brudges. Doorstep, right, Pratch? Yeah, yeah. There were two cobras living under the doorstep.
0: Oh, that's suspicious. <laughs> Not if you
1: step on them. Jeez. All right, well, brahmacharis, brahmacharinis, assorted other ashrams, and thank you very much for tolerating my <coughs> inept storytelling. Thank you for cueing me and reminding me of different words I couldn't remember. Thank you so much. And I should have.
0: This is what we need to hear about Prabhupada. Yeah, I think so. And
1: not just for me, from everyone.
0: For everyone.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's a limited limited edition. Yes. Yes. Getting more and more limited.
1: Yes, enjoy us while you can. It's pretty. Huh?
0: When is the next edition?
1: The next
0: well, edition. When come here he's leaving. From? He's also leaving on Monday.
1: I'm leaving Monday. When is the next session?
0: session? Yes.
1: I already had one Thursday last night and tonight. That's it.
0: Thanks very much for giving us your time.
1: Oh, <laughs> so I got nothing easy. else to do.
0: It's the oh. best thing to do.
1: Old men have nothing better to do but sit around and grump and complain. This ache, that ache. I didn't hear any complaining. Huh? I didn't
2: hear
0: any complaining. Yeah.
1: Wait until they all go, then i <laughs>
0: <laughs> About these seats.
1: <laughs> okay, Braj, Thank you.
0: You make so much money. Didn't for
1: the use of your
0: <laughs>
1: of your premises. Yeah. Very. A very good soul. He must must
0: know all these stories like off by heart. <laughs> anyway, he can continue. In the future he'll be able to continue these stories. I heard them directly from Bhavananda. And 45 even he'll times. make them he'll make
1: <laughs> them up as long as he can get money, he'll say anything. <laughs> That's a preacher. <laughs>
0: Hare Krishna.
1: Haribo, Haribo. Hare bow, Hare Bo, all glories to Śrīla Prabhupāda.
0: Jai Śrīla Prabhupāda, ki jai. jai. Bhavananda Prabhu, ki jai. jai. Don't ruin it. Two hours, 33 minutes. Pretty good. And it was free. No <coughs> <laughs> free.
1: that's all I get.